You're listening to the Palmetto Report. I'm Taylor Mitchell, joined today with my co-host, Dr. Nathaniel Frederick. Advising for the spring 2020 semester has begun at Winthrop, and with that comes questions and concerns for students at every level of the university. Today we'll be talking about advising and how to keep students on the right track towards degree progress. We'll also address concerns that students might have going into their final semester as they prepare to graduate. Today we're joined with Dr. Adria Belk, Director of Student Services to discuss advising and preparing for graduation. Dr. Belt, thank you for uh, joining us today. Thank you for having me. Uh, As advising is getting underway, what are the most important things that students should accomplish during an advising session? Um, I would say first, make sure they are prepared for their advising session. Um, Advisors are definitely there for guidance, but I always encourage students to look up um, course offerings and see what they can take and try to put a schedule together themselves and also look at degree works to see which requirements they need to meet, um, what's going where on the audit, all of that, and then talk with their faculty advisor um, to make sure that they're planning in the right way. Okay. And what kind of goals should a student set going into their advising session? Um, They should really, I mean, I guess in a perfect world, I would like to see students look at degree works, um, their degree audit, and see which requirements are missing. And then I think the students should actually pick courses that they think will meet specific requirements, starting with their general education requirements, um, major requirements, minor requirements if they have a minor, um, and then try to put together a full schedule of um, at least 12 credit hours if they're trying to be a full-time student, and then Um, make a list of any questions they have about the courses that they need to take and also make a list of questions they might have about internships and other things that they can do um, with their major. It seems that many students are focused on whether they're just taking uh, the right classes or Mm -hmm. allowing them to graduate on time. Uh, But shouldn't advising be more than just picking a schedule? What do you think about that? Yes. I mean, I I do think it should be more than that. Um, Sometimes it's difficult for students to think of it that way because at Winthrop, the advising period is two weeks. And so we say, okay, you know, you need to be advised and see your faculty advisor during this two-week period. Um, But we also encourage students to develop a, a, a relationship with their advisor to make sure that it's a partnership and then they can, you know, contact their advisor when they have questions about. Um, requirements or opportunities Um, and definitely like a mentoring partnership can kind of take place with an advisor and a student. So we always like to see students not just contact their advisor to talk about classes and which requirements they need to meet but to say okay you know I see that you're working in this field or you studied in in this field I'm interested in in this field also can you help me to think about study abroad opportunities that might help me um, get to where you are or other opportunities that might help me to uh, move forward in my academic and um, career goals. So you mentioned advising goes by so fast. Do you think that students take uh, advising seriously? Um, It's required, but there are some students that are maybe slipping through the cracks. Yes. I mean, I do think they take it seriously. And I think one of the reasons they do is because um, the university has a a system in place where you can't register unless you have seen your advisor and your advisor has removed your advising hold. So that's one like 
check that's in place to make sure that the students see their advisors. But students also like the guidance, I think, that they get from their advisors. Um, Students are independent. They're smart. They can do a lot on their own. But I think they really do like the guidance that they get from faculty advisors and from their student services office when they have questions. What differences have you seen in terms of advising at different universities? Mm -hmm. I know Winthrop has a sort of a high-touch environment, Mm -hmm. uh, both in the classroom and I assume with with advising as well. Have you seen that in different ways at other universities? Yes, I have. Um, So um, quite a few schools now have different advising models. So um, and they have kind of a shared model. So they're, you know, at Winthrop, we have a faculty advising model. So faculty advisors, as you know, do all of the advising. Offices like ours just kind of support and coordinate advising functions. But, for example, in the College of Arts and Sciences, we are not assigned as any um, advisor for any student. It's all faculty. Um, But at other institutions, um, there's more of a split model where students might come into the university and have um, a professional staff advisor that they work with. Um, It's still very high touch, but it's, it's a different model. And then once they get to a certain point in their degree program, then they may move over to a faculty advisor who serves in more of a mentoring role at that point because the students kind of um, have already gotten all of their, you know, not all of their requirements, but they really understand the general education program a lot better. So they understand the nuts and bolts. And then once they get to their faculty advisor, they can talk more about planning for the future and those kinds of things. Do you think that one third might benefit from hiring full-time advisors? Um, I'm not sure. That's a pretty, that's a a big topic. And it's something that we talk about a lot um, Mm -hmm. at the university. Um, I think that Winthrop is so identified as a high-touch, you know, faculty-student institution that we would have to think really seriously and carefully before we move forward in a direction like that, I think. But I think it's definitely something that um, could benefit the university if it's implemented in the right way. And as long as it maintains that focus on the faculty advising you know, partnership with students. I think that's a really important part of it. And there are schools, I'll say really quickly, that there are schools who might have professional advisors who work with students for maybe one or two semesters, and then they move over to a faculty advisor. So the bulk of their advising is still done by a faculty advisor. How does advising relate to improving retention rates? Um, Generally, you know, the research literature shows that, you know, when students are able to um, make a connection with, you know, a a permanent full-time representative of the university, not necessarily a faculty member, not necessarily a staff advisor, but someone like that who serves in a full-time capacity at the institution, and the student has someone to refer to and to ask questions, those things are Um, associated positively with retention. So we, you know, in the advising community kind of take that to mean that advisors can really help um, to promote um, good retention for students. Because if you've got that consistency and you've got that partnership and the student has someone to ask their questions, then I think you have a really good foundation for good retention. Um, So getting back to... um faculty and students. Um, 
We wanted to know, do faculty at Winthrop uh, receive enough training to prepare them for advising? Because if you talk to some students around campus, they might share um, a story or two about receiving bad information or mm -hmm. bad advice. Um, so are faculty properly um, trained? Well, it's, and I think each college approaches it differently. And so I'm in the College of Arts and Sciences, of course, sure. and so I can speak for, for that college. Um, I think we can always do better and do more things. And so I think we try to do different things with faculty advisor training, but there's faculty advisor training at least once every academic year. Last year, we tried something a little bit different where we did faculty advisor training um, in the fall semester and the spring semester. Um, this year, we've only done, uh, well, we've only had the fall semester, so we've done the one training session. We may or may not do another one in the spring semester. Um, but I do think that we, we provide at least a, a foundation for that training. And then when faculty are coming in and they're new to the university, they also go through a faculty mentoring program that the um, Office of Academic Affairs um, conducts, and they get faculty advisor training at the university level as well. So the way it works is, you know, the student services people will go and talk to the new faculty advisors and do that university level training, and then each college will do their own training with the faculty advisors. So I hope that it's working, but I think we can always do better and do more. Mm -hmm. You're listening to the Palmetto Report. We're speaking with Adria Belk, Director of Student Services at Winthrop, about advising and preparation for graduation. Um, so I want to get into the graduation part. Yes. Um, I'm a senior, so um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the graduation process and what all that is. You know, you have right. to apply for graduation. Do students all know the process? I'm not sure if they do or not. I'm not sure if they know it going into the process, they kind of get alerted to it. Um, maybe if they haven't done something and something's missing, then records and registration will contact them and say, hey, you need to do this. But I think it's really important for students to know um, that once they reach a certain point, they should start the graduation steps. And so all the graduation steps are outlined on the records and registration website. Mm -hmm. um, and also faculty advisors kind of um, are keeping track of this information too because in degree works they can see how many hours their advisees have and they can they can see when a student is approaching time to apply for graduation and do all of those things but the main thing I would tell students is to go to the records and registration website um, click the little link that says graduation steps um, expand it because you've now the with the new website you've got to expand that link and click undergraduate and then once you do that then you can see all the relevant information and all the steps that you need to follow right. um, records and registration will check students requirements do a graduation audit to make sure that students are on the right track if anything is missing their office will contact the student and the faculty advisor um, and sometimes students get a little bit worried and freaked out when they get those emails but I always say don't freak out just contact your advisor and then if you need more help contact student services what are some common uh, problems or most common problems that students bring to student services? Um, I would say, I mean, just it, we get a variety. Um, so um, it could be something like, so what I like to tell students is use DegreeWorks to check every category of requirements that are 
required for the degree program. So there's a heading for every category of degree requirements. The number of hours you need, your general education requirements, your major, your minor, your overall GPA, all those kinds of things. One thing that kind of trips students up sometimes is the number of hours they need um, in upper level courses. So hours that are numbered, uh, courses that are numbered above 299. So students need at least 40 hours in courses that are numbered above 299. Sometimes they don't get those um, in time for their senior year, and those are the kinds of things we need to look out for. So if you are looking at your degree audit and you see that, you know, you're missing something in that category, then ask your advisor about it or ask student services about it. That's just one thing. Um, I I mean, there are several other issues, but things like that. What are other issues that students approaching graduation um, Mm -hmm. might run into that you see? Um, Maybe sometimes they may not have the right amount of overall hours. So most programs in the College of Arts and Sciences require 120 total hours. So there might be a student who's in a situation where everything is fine, everything else is fine, except they might have 118 hours. So if that's the case, then they need additional hours. And sometimes if they're in their last semester, there's really no ideal way to do that except maybe to add a course that starts after mid-semester or something like that. But that's tricky because if they've already got a full load and an internship or something, that might create some problems. So that's where we come in and try to figure out, you know, do they have any transfer credit that we forgot to transfer, something like that. Thank you, Dr. Belk, for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. Absolutely. That was Adria Belk, Director of Student Services at Winthrop, discussing student advising. You're listening to the Palmetto Report.